Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, also known as Manny G, and joining me tonight is the one who extinguished Diablo with a super soaker. It is TX Andy Man. Andy, right. what is going on, buddy? And one arm tied behind my back. Yes. I'll have you know. <laughs> exactly. Not much, doing man. doing good? Absolutely, dude. Hanging out. Excited to be here once again. You haven't fired me, so I'm. that's a win. Hey, you haven't fired me, so I, I think we're doing okay. And don't you forget it. <laughs> we are a part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club, and this is our podcast. So we talk about our adventures in gaming and what's going on in the gaming industry. So Andy, how has your week been, buddy? What have you been doing? Oh. What have you been drinking? What's up? It's uh, Well, it was a great weekend, uh, a great week in general. So we, we kicked off... Uh, a Memorial Day weekend with a bang. It's uh, if you weren't aware, it's also my birthday weekend, Manny. What uh, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, buddy, you missed my what? birthday. How, how did my feelings? You didn't tell me. I didn't know this. <laughs> uh, so the family went out and got me a green egg, Manny. Oh, Do that's you, right. Now you have some skills with the grills, buddy. Do you know what a green egg is? Oh wait, was that that was for your birthday? Yes, birthday and uh, Father's Day, pre-Father's Day gift. Dude, kind that of is awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was, uh, and, and you threw the gauntlet down and challenged me <laughs> to smoke a brisket before the week was out. <laughs> what, did, um, did it happen? What happened? No, no, no. That did not happen. No. But it is set up. I'm going to smoke a brisket for Father's Day. So that is, that is my Father's Day gift to myself. My first smoked bis- brisket. That is awesome. So what you need to do is you need to go down to Franklin's, get an extra brisket that's like cooked, all ready to go. You do your brisket, and if anybody complains, then you hand them some of that. Do the big swaparoo? Yes. Yeah. Just say, I got oh, you. no, you know, I got you the wrong piece. Here you go. For those who uh, aren't familiar with Franklin's, it's a local uh, barbecue joint, one of the more famous ones. Uh, unfortunately, they had a fire. Oh, I know. So they're in the process of... Uh, Rebuilding. I might have to hit uh, hit one of the lesser joints. They're open again, aren't they? I think they. I think they are. I think that the kitchen's actually open. So, yeah, I watched a video about uh, barbecue in Austin, and mm-hmm. it looked like there's a ton of really good places. Oh, yeah. Lots of lots of places. But. Awesome. Did you play anything this weekend? Oh yeah, dude. I uh, I got back into the swing of things. What did we do this week, man? Uh, I obviously Destiny's always in the rotation, but. Um, oh, I downloaded um, uh, State of Decay 2. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I started playing that. I actually played that a little bit at the beginning uh, of the week, and then I had a couple days off of that game, and then I hit it uh, again today, and so I've progressed uh, a lot more. It's really sinking its teeth into me, man. I think it's going to be a fun game. Are you? I heard that it, there's a lot of bugs, but then I also hear that a lot of people aren't experiencing any of that, so how's the quality of the game? Man, I uh, it's been fine for me. 
Uh, I haven't had really any issues uh, with bugs or anything like that. Um, well, there you go. You know, I mean, it's it's different in terms of responsiveness. You know, it's it's probably not as smooth as some of the true AAA titles, but it's a fun game, man. I've, I'm yeah. having a lot of fun. Well, it's supposed to be like a double A, right? It's like thirty bucks. Oh yeah, dude. For the price point, I don't think you can yeah. go wrong. Well, that's pretty sweet, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty oh, and sweet. then and then we we did some Destiny together oh, this week. Yes. We we got it. Bit. We got it to the Crucible the Crucible Labs. Crucible Labs, yeah. Super really exciting, yeah. right? I think we had different experiences. I with that. felt like everyone <laughs> was having a blast. I think you had a lot more fun than I did. I was pretty uh I was a sad Sally on that one. You seem to every time we play any kind of competitive PvP, you seem to get really angry. Oh, please. And get I get a little right I I get a little scared. <laughs> like every once in a while I'm like, should I text his wife? To... My my inner Archimedes definitely comes out. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Dude, I am I'm drinking this coffee. I'm mm-hmm. trying to finish off this thou mayest I had a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And their so so their bag is that super ultra hipster. It has this big stag on it with all these like colors. And there's no words. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the bag and I was like, I forgot what this coffee is. Like, how am I going to recommend this to somebody? There's no words on it. So I think the whole uh, super hipster thing kind of breaks down a little bit. Well, it's just it's like Prince, right? The coffee formerly known as <laughs> Colombian <laughs> roast. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. That's that. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, let's get into some news. We have, man, E3 is around the corner, and there is so much to talk about. A lot of stuff. But there's a couple cool news stories. Um, this first, first one, this is uh, kind of an older story, like, like a week old or so. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was really, really cool and really interesting. Polygon has a really good article about this Microsoft Adaptive Controller. So it's a controller that's completely designed for a disabled player. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really cool because it's it's um, you can mount it onto something or you can lay it on your desk. It is a wireless um, or you could have it plugged in. But when you turn it around on the back, there are 17 different inputs. And there's this whole, um, I guess, uh, a lot people with disabilities, they you know, there, where there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's all these different mods people have been doing for years to be able to play that have less dexterity or that aren't able to use, um, a controller the way, um, you know, like, like I use a controller with, with right. two hands and mm-hmm. what have you. So there's all these different peripherals you can use to control, to make movements and to do all these things, but it's never like an official thing and these things get super expensive. So Microsoft is designing this big controller that has all these inputs so you can do, you know, so you can actually do some gaming and it works on the Xbox. It's going to work on the PC. It has this uh, co-pilot feature so you could actually have somebody next to you that has a standard controller and they could kind of play in conjunction with this uh adaptive controller mm-hmm. so the possibilities are are really high it seems yeah and for, um like you were uh, mentioning when when we spoke about this last you had mentioned uh even the possibility of just modding a regular controller using um 
the foot pedals and the foot pads and all that stuff that uh that uh, oh you know because each one of those inputs that you mentioned it looks like it corresponds with like every single button on the yeah. controller yes mm-hmm. so yeah so like i think it's pretty cool absolutely yeah i mean you could use it in the you know if you had one just do the like the co-pilot feature and then like put it down and use it as like foot pedals or something because mm-hmm. there's yeah. like a couple buttons on it and stuff. I'm gonna res you, Manny. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, I think I think this thing is really cool. There's a lot of goodwill behind this. Mm-hmm. It's not like this big business decision to where they're gonna make a lot of money right. selling this item, mm-hmm. but it's showing you where the heart of some of their engineers are, mm-hmm. and it's really encouraging. I think oh, yeah. it's great and. It's ninety nine bucks. It's coming out at the end of this year, dude. That's less than a uh, than an elite controller. I know. Hopefully, uh, more sturdy than an elite controller. That's what I was gonna say. Like you've had one, and it just keeps breaking, right? You've had a couple, two, and I fixed them both. It's pretty awesome. I was really proud of myself. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, mine, mine, like the grip started like coming off, so I. Scuff has like these things that you can mod your elite controller with. So I replaced some parts and did some stuff. So mm-hmm. it's holding together, but the quality is just yeah. garbage. So hopefully this one, this won't be a bit uh, more durable. Right. But Microsoft actually has a pretty cool video about this controller. So I would encourage you to go check it out and uh, see what you think. If you have any kind of heart whatsoever, it'll put a smile on your face for sure. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, so, okay. So, you know, Microsoft gives and Microsoft also takes away, right? This next yeah. story also comes from Polygon. Microsoft lays off about a dozen different workers taking their job and giving that job to a bunch of volunteers. Well, there you go. Capitalism at its finest. I think so. So these... uh these uh, twelve support staff—they were the people that were behind that are behind the Xbox support on Twitter. So if if you don't know this, if you have any kind of Xbox issues, you could actually reach out to them on Twitter. Just go to at uh, Xbox Support, and they'll uh, interact with you and help you out. There were about twelve people behind this, and it looks like they're all getting laid off, and um, that's kind of sad. There, uh, there's uh, Xbox ambassadors who are they're just volunteer people and it looks like that they're going to be replacing them so polygon's reporting that some of these workers actually had to train these volunteers so maybe a little brutal brutal. i think yeah for sure (laughs) man i think it it uh you know that business now i understand these guys it sounds like we're more like um you know pi type like just you know, public information type employees. Yeah. Um, but still, man, like the gaming industry, whether it's this or even some, like we talked last week about uh, Boss Key. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's not, uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like it's an, like a, an easy living, you know, especially if you're just starting out. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty brutal. I, I cannot remember because it was several weeks back, but somebody in the gaming industry was talking about when they first hired in. It was either a journalist or it was somebody at a game studio. And they mentioned that uh, when they first hired in, they pretty much told them, you know, don't count on having a job tomorrow. You know, things could happen at any moment and we'll all be out of a job. So it seems like a brutal industry. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But talking about being brutal, PUBG is suing Fortnite for copyright infringement. 
this kind of makes me giggle a little bit. It it is hilarious because what's happening is that PUBG um, in the year 2017 in March released their battle royale game, and they believe that they hold a copyright to that particular game type. Now, the origin of battle royale, the the uh, whole concept came from a book in 1999 and it was made into a movie in 2000 called battle Royale. Mm -hmm. So we've seen this concept in books and movies and in different game modes, but uh, you know, PUBG's pretty mad that um, Fortnite is just eating their cake right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Fortnite right now, it seems like is a behemoth, you know, they're unstoppable. Yeah, definitely. It is so popular the amount of money they're making right now is really crazy i mean it's a free-to-play game so accessibility is through the roof because it's on every platform we just saw through some leak that it's possibly coming to the switch as well so it it, it wouldn't surprise me it's on mobiles my kid play my kid play my kids play it on the the ipad and on my phone (laughs) it's crazy yeah side note side note by the way go for it if you haven't seen battle royale and its sequel you should definitely go i'm i'm thinking i think they're on netflix even but uh, oh yeah it's a it's a it's a much more it's a japanese gore fest so it's, oh, th- it? think hunger games uh-huh. with dismembering and <laughs> and blood and all that <laughs> stuff so yeah so it sounds like a super family friendly flick no. No, nope. the kids okay. wanted to watch it. And my wife is like, you are not watching that. movie." <laughs> well, th- this lawsuit is being filed in uh, South Korea, but Blue Hole, the company that owns PUBG, they're a Korean company. So, you know, that makes sense. There's a lot of theories as to why they're doing it there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. That's that's where they are. But uh, I was reading through the uh, Korean law on Wikipedia which sounds like a completely nerdy thing to do. Mm. But apparently there's a lot of complaints about the fact that um, most of the Korean courts are heavily weighed towards the copyright holder. Mm-hmm. So if there's a chance anywhere in the world that PUBG will get away with this, maybe it's in Korea. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, how do you have the copyright to a game mode? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's I mean, insane. It's it's you know ridiculous. I, mean? I think that would open up just a huge can of worms. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They were even uh talking about like their the frying pan being used as a weapon and how that's something exclusive to PUBG. Oh my gosh. Like, dude, get out. They're just Look, uh they're salty. Somebody's my, uh eating their breakfast and uh yeah. and they're hungry on the sideline. My I mean mother, they're not hurting. My mom you know? would beg to differ about yeah. the frying pan being used as a Use weapon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, all right, man. There's a lot to talk about. So we are continuing on with our series, The Road to E3. This is part two. So we're going to go through a couple games here. Our main topic. Um, first game up, Fallout 76 by Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Andy, did you watch this Fallout trailer? I did. I did. It's kind of interesting, you know. It has a, uh, like, I mean, similar to all the, or at least Fallout 4, uh, you know, kind of like an an old-timey feel, right? It's uh, almost like, you know, the the old, like, future, futuristic. What's, 
I forget what that's called. That's like a genre, even like this old Star Trek show, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, follow us this alternate reality where they didn't, no one has invented like a transistors. Right. So everything has these tubes and all this weird stuff. So yeah. 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 It's, I thought the trailer was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. They started off a Twitch stream that lasted 24 hours that displayed a, a, uh, of a vault boy and, and it was just uh, the the background was this please stand by, right? And like nothing really happened. Like different people showed up and they did little things, but it wasn't anything for 24 hours. And at the end, they say, "Okay, here, check this out." And then they throw up this trailer, and that's oh my that, gosh, that's pretty much it. That's funny, but the, I mean that doesn't keep people from talking, right? Um, there are so many rumors about this game, and but I I have never played a Fallout game. Have you? So I did play Fallout 4 a little bit. I think I got uh, far enough to where I really started the whole crafting and, um, you know, like base building. But it was it was just a little too much game for me. Um, I think at some point I might jump right back into it because if Monster yeah. Hunter has taught me anything, it's that... You know what? I might need to give a game about ten hours or so before <laughs> it really gets its hooks into me. But um, but I have I have played and it was fun. It was fun. The the gameplay itself is is a lot of fun. It's a Bethesda game. You know they, they yeah. do that really well. But uh, I was just a little overwhelmed. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I've I've never played a Fallout game. Mm-hmm. I never have. But just a quick rundown of what Fallout is, in case you're in the spot that I am. But Fallout takes place in a post-nuclear alternate uh, reality. Um, it's it's a single-player action RPG, basically, or not action RPG. I guess they would they would describe it as. So basically, what has happened is that humanity is running out of resources. The government uh, enlists this corporation to build a bunch of vaults, and they're basically nuclear fallout bunkers. So these vaults. Um, they 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 get set up there's 122 of them all over the place and this corporation they have this nefarious plan that they're going to run all these different social experiments on the people in these vaults so that whenever craziness actually does come to the planet the the social elite will be able to have a better chance at survival because they've tested things on all these guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of crazy. So what happens is that there's all these plagues and wars, and finally in the year 2077, the U.S. and the China have war, and they just drop nuclear bombs and destroy everything in like two minutes or two hours or something like that. So that's kind of where Fallout um, begins is... Um, you know, something happening with one of these vaults opening up at different times. So what is Fallout 76? Fallout 76 looks like, you know, the trailer looked, it, it looked interesting. There's nobody in the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. But you do see like this, like press conference and there's a bunch of people on television. So it looks like everybody is outside. But this particular vault, Fallout 76, was a normal vault. That means that they had no experiments going in there. It held about 500 people, and it was set to automatically open 20 years after the nuclear war had started. So the bombs dropped in 2077, and there's a little uh, hint in the trailer where something displays the year 2102. 
So that's about five years after the vault opens up. So there's either this either takes five years after that, or there's some kind of five year delay or something. We don't really know. Mm-hmm. But what that means is that this game actually predates all the other games. So this is a prequel. <laughs> so that's I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh now did I see something about maybe some uh, multiplayer? Yes, you did actually. So there's there's a rampant speculation and rumor most of it um coming from Jason Schreier from K- Kotaku and he has just been on Reddit and on Twitter giving lots of information. And the reason why he said he's doing this is because Bethesda has released this one trailer that's very vague. Nobody really knows what's going on. And then they start taking pre-orders for the game. So Jason Schreier feels like this is he has this moral obligation to share with people what he knows so that people are informed about their purchase mm-hmm. as opposed to just buying blindly. Right. So he goes ahead and he does this. And he says that Bethesda's taking the series in a totally different direction. So it's not just a single player RPG like Fallout has been for mm-hmm. all these all these years. Mm-hmm. So he says that there's a a unique multiplayer survival RPG that is inspired by games like Ark, Daisy, and Rust. So it has co-op and it has base building and it just seems really different than any other Fallout game. Do you remember when Jason Jason Schreier would drop a story and we'd be like, what does that guy know? How does, and yeah. <laughs> you're just kind of, after a while, you're just kind of like, and now we're just saying like, you know, Jason Jason Schreier said there was going to be multiplayer <laughs> in this uh, Fallout game. So Yeah, uh, it, it is pretty funny because, yeah, he, is, he apparently has a lot of very credible sources like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So um, he further says that there's going to be some kind of PVE experience in this game. I'm sorry, PVP experience. He specifically said no battle royale, but what does he know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. But it, but ultimately, he said, expect to see a game that is made by Bethesda. Right. So what that means is you're going to have a deep story. You're going to have engaging quests, and it's just going to be different. And it's just going to have these other things that are a part of this game that haven't been a part of the of the franchise before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it looks good. I mean, cool. I mean, we don't really know anything, but what do you think? Does this look cool or sound appealing to you? Um, I mean, yes, it does. Um, but, you know, I just Fallout is one of those games. Uh, and, you know, the whole purpose for us doing this, you know, episode one, we said... We're excited about this adventure because we're going into, you know, places where maybe we we haven't been, you know, just individually as gamers. Yes. Yeah. And I think this is one of those, uh, you know, games that in my backlog or in my library, um, I just maybe didn't give it enough time. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm definitely, you know, I missed out on, you know, New Vegas, which apparently is, if you ask some of our friends, is one of the better games in that series. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it'd be nice to jump in there. Maybe that, you know, throwing something different in there, like PVP, just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, we'll make it a little more interesting and maybe uh, a little, uh, more friendly to play with my friends. Right. Cause that's, well, he- here's my prediction. My prediction is that they're going to have a server of 500 people. They're going to lock them in this vault vault. 
and it's going to be just this battle royale. Just what? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's going to duke it out till one person gets out. Thunderdome mode. <laughs> 500, 500 gamers enter, one gamer leaves. One leaves. <laughs> yes. So that's that's it. That's my prediction. All right, man. We'll see. I'm excited. Dude, Rage is the one I'm really excited about, but we'll see how this one oh, turns man. out. Yeah. Yeah. Bethesda's uh, definitely someone to look out for. For sure. For sure. For sure. Do, okay. This next game mm. I am super excited about. Cyberpunk 2077 by CD Projekt Red. This this game looks amazing, even though we have seen nothing of this game just yet. But yeah. um, CD Projekt Red, they're the that studio. Trailer. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that trailer. But CD Projekt Red is the company that has brought us The Witcher. And the Witcher is mm-hmm. great. I had a good time playing The Witcher. I only played the first game. Oh okay. Did, have you? Did you play The Witcher? So I have not. I have not. I. Uh... I am this close to pulling the trigger on The Witcher 3. In fact, mm-hmm. I signed up for uh, the Game Pass, and uh, and I, I, you know, I downloaded State of Decay, Halo 5, yeah. and I immediately went to look for The Witcher 3, which uh, which I know Fugly uh, is a huge fan of. Huge, um, yeah. Yes. So I, I'm thinking it's I think it's like 30 bucks right now. I might I might just pull the trigger and download that game also. Mm-hmm. Nice. So. They they released a, a CGI trailer back January tenth two thousand thirteen, and they've they've mostly been silent. They haven't talked about this game hardly at all. And then on the fifth anniversary of the trailer, um, the Cyberpunk game Twitter account sends out one tweet, and it's the word beep, and that's it. So, so it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to start something, right? Mm -hmm. They want people thinking about their game again. And we are pretty sure that cyberpunk is going to be at E3, like pretty stinking sure. Well, the, the marketing machine is just in full swing with this game. I feel like, you know, and it started with that beep. Yeah, it's like beep and all of a sudden, I mean, it just the <laughs> the internet went wild. You know, a lot of our oh, friends yeah. have been waiting for this game. I guess it's based on, and I don't want to steal your thunder here, but I guess it's based on a tabletop uh, RPG, correct? Yes. Yeah, there's a tabletop RPG game called Cyberpunk 2020 by a guy named Mike uh, Pondsmith. So it's, it's a really popular popular game but cyberpunk basically what cyberpunk is you know you want to think about things like blade runner ghost in the shell total recall the matrix that's all cyberpunk stuff mm-hmm. you know it's this lawless subculture with high futuristic technology and you know the whole world is kind of run by these corporations and stuff and so yeah it's 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 really interesting and this just the whole idea kind of like captures my imagination mm-hmm. and just has i just have such high hopes for this game honestly well, man i know that there are many 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 people we know that are excited about this game uh now some of the interesting things i saw because i was i was never on uh a, i was gonna say a nerd but i'm gonna t- <laughs> <laughs> you like how i slipped that in there no, uh-huh. i was i was never a tabletop rpg uh player you know that was just yeah. not something that that uh, was available to me and I'm sure you in the inner city. Man. Yeah, no. Okay, but um, but what was, I was interesting? Too busy to... uh, picking on people and getting beat up and beating yeah. other people up. 
Right, exactly. Having, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things that was interesting to me was uh, they, uh, you know, we saw a bunch of stuff on on YouTube about it, but they mentioned that the the like the player sheets uh, that they have on the RPG would somehow uh, there was going to be some sort of crossover between the two. Which I, I mean, I have zero concept about a tabletop RPG. Uh, yeah playing but that i was i was thought like what wait what so yeah like you'll be able to print out stuff of, from your character yeah that seems i mean kind of cool if you're into that right <laughs> to see your what you you know your your sheet of paper and all the the you know the numbers that you have on it kind yeah. of played out on screen that's i think that that seems kind of cool it does seem cool so okay we do have some some speculation about what this game is going to be like and most of this comes from the YouTuber Young Yeah and um, Y-O-N-G-Y-E-A. I would definitely recommend anyone check out this guy's YouTube content. He is a really good YouTuber. He is very consumer focused. So you'll hear him often stand up for the consumer. But uh, he's put together like, man, this long 55 minute video. It's called everything cyberpunk 2077 news and info. Um, so yeah, check that out if you want to watch a really long video, but basically here's some of the information there. So, um, it's going to be a huge story driven RPG, like bigger than the Witcher. Like it's going to be CD project reds, largest, most ambitious project that they've ever done. There's over 500 people working on this project and they've, they've said that the game, it's not going to be like in this dark, hopeless world, like you see in the movie, the Blade Runner, but they're going to be focusing more on the punk aspect of cyberpunk. So they, they said, uh, it's, it's, it's the, uh, Quentin Tarantino approach to cyberpunk. Yeah. So that, I mean, that uh, like right away gets me excited. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to just, you know, play in this, this dark game that it's like hopeless and stuff like that. But there's, dude, you're going to be punking out. You're going to be rocking and, and rolling. Nice. So I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And it's, it's funny. I don't know if you know this, but when I was like 15, 16, I grew up in uh, the inner city down in Los Angeles, California. And punk rock was in my blood. Oh, yeah, dude. I love me. You little black flag. Oh, d- yes. Little Angel, Agent Orange. Is that yes. what we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yes, all all the good stuff, man. No wonder sure. no wonder we get along so well, Manny. Yeah. <laughs> but uh unlike The Witcher, you don't just choose like the hero. You can actually choose from a multiple um classes. So you could kind of shape your gameplay depending on what class that you want to play. And the questing system, it's not just this clear-cut path that you go. It is a lot of grays. There's a lot of decision-making. And a lot of what you do is going to impact what happens in the story. And it's not about you, like, saving the world or saving the city. But the game focuses on your particular character rising to power as you just come out of the gutter and you make something out of your life. um, And you make your way through this, like sin-filled world right so it, i i'm i'm pretty excited i i'm i'm looking forward to it there's supposed to be a lot of customization customize your style and your personality you could be male or you can be female but 
Dude, I, I'm I'm completely excited, dude. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hear more about this game. Well, they made it sound too that they were gonna be uh, that your character would have like all kinds of modifications and stuff. And I mean, what that looks like, what how that translates to actual gameplay. You're right, yes. man. It's very exciting. And I think it's gonna go f- so much like uh, beyond <laughs> what we're gonna see in like Battlefield, where you just have like prosthetic arms and stuff. I think they're gonna be highly functional like cybergenic cybernetic mods that you do to yourself mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely exciting man it, it watching that uh that video that young Ye video uh definitely got my uh piqued my interest so yeah mm-hmm. and they had they had an earnings call and some questions were asked about cyberpunk they asked them about PvP. They asked them about Battle Royale. They asked them about all these things. And he basically said, look, we're not talking about this game, but everything is on the table. We're considering everything as we're making this game. This is what we know we're doing. It's, you know, very much like The Witcher, how it's this enormous world where you can go and, and just immerse yourself in. But they're not going to limit themselves to just that particular mindset it's Mm going to be big yeah so i I can't wait and they did say this one thing which i'm very happy about they said there will be no microtransactions whatsoever you pay one fee for the game and you get absolutely everything yeah nice man that's that's so rare Mm -hmm. that's really cool Mm -hmm. well let's hope man let's hope it's uh we're turning the page on that that uh, chapter in gaming. I hope so, man. Yeah. Well, dude, do you want to take this next game? Sure, man. Sure. Uh, next up, we have uh, The Division 2 uh, by uh, Ubisoft and uh, various uh, studios uh, that fall under them. I, I'm sure Mass or not. Uh, yeah, it was Massive, right? Yes. Uh, that That had the first one. We'll still have a lot to do with it, but they've got like six studios working on this game. So it seems like, um, you know, it's a huge project. But um, they did uh, announce that they were going to have their sequel. It's expected that they'll be announcing uh, or having a reveal of some sort uh, at E3, uh, along with a few other games, I believe, that they're putting out. Um, Yeah. But uh, in terms of The Division... um, it sounds like they're using their same Snowdrop engine that they created for uh, the first game uh, with some uh, updates and modifications. Um, hopefully, it'll work a lot better the second time around. Uh, the first time, uh, especially when it shipped, it just, uh, you know, the engine was giving them a lot of problems. And I'm sure, you know, we jumped in pretty much day one. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of bugs in there. But, um, the expected release date, I believe, is end of their fiscal year, which is end of March, the very beginning of April, so 2019. That's yeah. that's no later than that date, it sounds like. Um, it's still speculation, though, so it sounds like maybe end of the year, uh, between the end of the year and March uh, next year, at some point, uh, they're expecting the game to release. I think the first one released somewhere around like the beginning of March, um, yeah. so somewhere around then is where people are speculating did you um, did you enjoy the like, first game um yes man i i, I did 
uh, up to level 30. The leveling part mm-hmm. of it just, I guess, essentially the, the single player part of it. Although, you know, we could play all together, you know, I mean, you didn't have to. And and yeah. that piece of it, I mean, it was a lot of fun, man. It was it was fun running around, you know, a sort of post-pandemic New York City, you know, with all the snow and everything. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Dude. I liked the, the look and the feel of the game, well, and at fi- least for the first bit. Right. And then finding all the... You know the the drones and the cell phones and the the um I forgot what the the little orange oh yeah the ghost like images. little memory thing memory right? yes the memories that was all super cool man I thought that was that made the game a lot of fun the yeah, end game I, part of it was was where I think we all kind of hit that wall and we're yes. like eh you know but the mm-hmm. you know from from start to thirty I had a lot of fun in that game. Yeah, and I thought the Snowdrop engine actually did quite well because the world felt good. It felt alive. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, all the snow falling mm-hmm. endlessly yeah. on everything. Right, yeah. But yeah, like like those those memories that you ran into and all the stuff. And I finished the game and then you get to the point where you have to go to the, uh, is it called the Dark Zone? The Dark Zone was their their version of PvP. Yeah, and that was like their end game, right? And this was before their their expansion, all their expansion, their DLC, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I hit a brick wall, and yeah. I just I couldn't proceed. You know, yeah. it was uh, it was just really punishing if you weren't like the very first people in there. Yeah, you know, because if people got a head start and they yeah. would just destroy you. Well, they were overpowered, right? And then you're trying yeah. to get in there and get some loot and upgrade your stuff. And then here mm-hmm. comes, you know, two or three guys that have been in there just grinding and just jack you for basically pocket check you for all the loot <laughs> that you'd worked out so hard to get in there. I mean, the concept I thought was, was cool. It was a great idea. It's just the implementation was just yeah really rough. At the beginning. Now I know that the game today is in a much better state, um, but we're talking at at launch. Basically, it was just. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was rough, man. It yeah, was really rough. I know that people have a lot of issue with what Bungie did with Destiny Two, but they gave us a game that was playable. Right, we just didn't like what they gave us. This game was broken. Like, yeah. you know, they, remember when it first launched that people would to troll, they would just do the jumping jack emote a- in doorways, and you couldn't get past them. Like things like that. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> people falling through floors. I mean, oh, just yeah. all kinds of all kinds of. I remember bugs. just like. I think I was on like a roof somewhere and then I just started sinking all of a sudden. Yes. And yeah. then I'm just going through the building yeah. slowly. Just falling through, yeah, the walls and everything. Yeah. I mean, but they, I mean, they fixed that game for all intents and purposes. We had one of our, you know, closest friends, um, you know, she loves this game, man. She, I mean, if, look, if you want to give uh, Division One a try, you just go get a hold of Rackus and she will, she will carry you. I mean, she carried me <laughs> through the second, I think the second tier. Mm-hmm. Um, she got me a bunch of, you know, end game gear and all that stuff, man. She's a real pro at that game. She really stuck it through, man. But I mean, if you ask her, you know, where the game is today is in a much better place. So as far as the Division Two goes, um, I mean, UB sounds like they're really. Uh, invested in making sure that the players get the game that they want right the where they left off this first game 
seems like everybody there all that community is really happy where with where it's at and of course there's a lot of anxiety over you know the way destiny 2 kind of handled their sequel or i'm sorry bungie handled their sequel mm-hmm. so they've already stated that uh that their plan is to build off of everything that they've learned with their first game um they're also supporting uh the division one continuously and to the point where uh i believe uh towards the launch of the division two they're gonna have uh the ability for you to grind for gear uh and for content in the sequel uh, or i'm sorry for the sequel in the first game so that's really cool you know totally like about faced uh with what with what Bungie did with Destiny 1, right? We spent yes. a lot of hours in that game and then they blew up our vault and then, you know, fast forward, you know, all these months later, we're kind of they're drip feeding us back all that same gear that we already had, you know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, it's just kind of like you know, so it sounds like, like here's a couple emblems. Right. Yeah. Enjoy. Right. Yeah. They didn't even give us that. They did give they gave us nothing to show that we invested all that time in Destiny One. But it yeah. sounds like UB's uh it was really gonna try and sort of give their players, their community members that st- that were loyal to them, you know, pat on the back um with some content for the sequel. Um uh, but like I said, they're they're planning on revealing in, in E three. Um, but what I did want to kind of touch on, um, mm-hmm. Manny, is uh, a couple of things. So we we, we mentioned, uh, you know, Cyberpunk, and, and then last week we talked about... Um, um, oh, sh- Battlefield? Yeah, I, I'm so bad, man. Manny, I think I need to be tested for, uh, like, pre some timers. <laughs> we'll call it Alzheimer's. We'll call it some timers. <laughs> um, Battlefield. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, how they're kind of sort of trying something different with the you know uh giving us like the whole game for free and everything um but how do you think ubisoft's gonna uh, handle monetizing their game post-launch uh, and this is all this is just you and i having a conversation there's nothing I, I haven't seen anything or read anything about how they plan to handle that i honestly am not sure i mean the the, the way things seem to be going with most game studios is monetizing like skins and things like that. Yeah. So like Div- Division One right now, you can pay money and get like these different outfits, right? Mm-hmm. You could look like a firefighter or a. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's a mailman in there. What's up with that? Oh, I'm pretty sure there is a mailman is there? in there. Maybe. You can't <laughs> so, pull that card. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, there's. I I think that's the route they'll go. They'll probably try and sell DLC again. See, and that's um, and that's the thing, man. Like, I, I don't know, man. It seems like with everything that people went through in the first game, it almost seems like, why don't you just give players the game, you know? You charge yeah. your $60 or however much it costs, and then just give us everything, you know what I mean? And then if you do want to monetize, well, then maybe you can do something with, um, you know, direct purchase, mm-hmm. um skins and stuff like that right nothing game breaking yeah. but i mean it's it just seems like a happy medium i think i think most players would be okay with that you know with maybe you know you give us the whole game you give us all the content the dlcs and everything 
And then if you want to sell us, you know, a, a fur, a, you know, I would pay money for a fuzzy coat. I don't know about you. You know, a little furry <laughs> collar, maybe a bomber jacket or something like that. Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. Maybe a scarf. That's right. You know, a sensible scarf. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how they handle that Ubisoft because, I mean, that's a pretty big uh, game developer. And, you know, if, if, you know, we've got some of these other companies doing an about face, then hopefully... Like I said earlier, it'll be, it'll be, uh, we'll be turning the page on that chapter and then hopefully moving forward and with a much healthier relationship. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, I hope it's positive mm-hmm. for sure. Because I mean, Ubisoft, the division one was the game that got me to pledge to never pre-order a game again, man. Yeah, I know. Cause I was so mad at Ubisoft. Right. But they really turned things around, mm-hmm. and I I tried to get back into the game, and I just felt I was just too far behind. I'll just wait for the next one. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that actually makes me excited about this game is the fact that they have already stated that they are going to build upon everything they've already learned. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know we you know you look at you know it seems like we talk about bring up Destiny every show, mm-hmm. but it is clear that Destiny two was in development and its foundation was already made and it was it's basically a sequel to destiny one year one Mm -hmm. you know all all the things that we got after Mm -hmm. um year two uh it just you know all those those um quality of life things they were just not present right so i i'm i have high hopes that ubisoft will do well with this next game for sure oh and and we keep mentioning right mentioning it right just give us give us a complete game please you know even if it means that you miss that you know 2019 uh mm-hmm. deadline you know push it back yeah. does i think i think you'll find that you know your your loyal uh community will still be there as long as you give them a completed game you know uh, yes. Make sure that the bugs are worked out, um, and and like you said, just build on what you already know. You know that give, you know the dark zone. It was a great idea. You guys got it. They got it to a a place where mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, folks are pretty happy with it. Uh, and then just just build on it. You know, keep making improvements to that. Yeah, give us something good. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Well, dude, I think that's a show. Already. Already. Ugh. So, oh man, I I am so thankful and so grateful for the community that we have. We have a lot of active people in our Discord, and there are so many really good friends there. And I want to invite you, the listener, to come and to be a part of this club. So go over to GamingAdventureClub.com, jump into our Discord, and become a part of our community. For sure, yeah. Uh, head on over there. Uh, and uh, come meet some uh, some fun people. It's a good group of people. I think you guys will will enjoy all the uh, back and forth in there. And there's a lot of gaming talk in general. So um, come on by and 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 also I wanted to say thank you so much for all the downloads. We really appreciate uh, you know that you guys taking the time to uh, to listen to a couple of game nerds uh, go back and forth about things that are coming up and things in the industry so we really appreciate that and uh and hope that uh, we can continue to keep you entertained 
Yeah, I was I was really encouraged to see how many people have downloaded our show. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. So if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to reach out, you can check us out on Twitter. That is G underscore Adventure Club. Or you can send us an email, gamingadventureclub at gmail.com. Or you can just drop by our website, gamingadventureclub.com, and all of this information is right there. Andy, if somebody wants to come find you, how do they do that? Xbox Live, TX Space Andy Man, add me. We can play some games. Maybe you can help me out with uh, some zombie killing, some resource management. Um, <laughs> some and, base building? Yes. And then Twitter, AndyMan228. And you can find me at AKA Manny G on Twitter on everything else. Yeah. And also, yes, add me on, add me on a Xbox, go for it and uh, we'll hang out. So until next time, my friends have an adventurous week and take care of each other. See ya.